And hello, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm your host, Jake Sudnick. And today, you're listening to another episode of Finding Self with Jake. So we're getting into some interesting topics. And actually, this is based off of just some thoughts I had been going through the past few weeks, uh, probably even months at that. And it's really... I mean, it's this is a an important episode to me because it's it's the title of the show. It's about finding that authentic and true version of yourself. And I am excited to talk to you guys today that are listening and record this because this is something again that just sits real important to me. So I started off like I like I do with most of these thoughts. There was a question that I was asking myself and. I'd pose this question to anybody listening that's struggling with finding that authentic version of their self. Are you doing things because you want to do them? Or are you doing things because you feel like it's what others want you to do? I'm going to run that back one more time. Are you doing things because you want to do them? Or are you doing things in life because you feel like it's what others want you to do? What a good question, because a lot of people, especially uh, like myself, I, I've dealt with a, a a pretty strong people-pleasing tendency in my life. So it's, it's hard to distinguish that difference sometimes. And it, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is you'll have to actually hit a level of burnout where you're really just feeling down, whether it's about, you know, career, personal life. Uh, your personal relationships, your job, uh, whatever it is specifically that's affecting you, maybe even just like how you're perceived, how you feel you're perceived in in you know the social media world. No matter what, there's there's these things where you might not feel like you're necessarily being honest to yourself and putting forward that best version of you. So, th- what I followed that question up with was: Is your reality? warped by you trying to create a life based off of how you think others will perceive what you do. Now, that's even writing this question I thought was really just insane when I read it back to myself. Is your reality warped by you trying to create a life based off of how you think others will perceive what it is you're doing? How crazy is that? And I know that I've lived a good portion of my life actually trying to predict what other people are going to think about how what I'm doing is going to make them feel. How many things, how many variables can you have in that sequence of questions that literally could never be answered? Number one, you're never going to be able to understand exactly how what you do might make someone feel. You might think you have an idea. But a lot of times we're taking our own life experiences, our own personal emotions, it could be even what we're feeling that day, into account. And we're not, you know, we're, we're basing it off of what we think someone else would do. And that has all of our life experiences, not theirs. So really, you have to let others make their own decision. And by, you know, people pleasing and, and doing things like that, you know, you're just setting yourself up for a lot of stress. So... I broke what we're talking about today in this finding this authentic version of yourself into three major points. And when you're trying to find yourself, I think that you have to take a look at number one, making decisions that involve others. 
in life or social creatures, we're going to have decisions that involve more than just ourselves. Now, the second part is making decisions that personally affect your life, your life trajectory, rather, whether it be relationships, again, uh, career, just personal life, any of those. And then, fuck, excuse me. And then finally, the, the last point that we're going to be taking a look at is just authenticity in the more general term. Do we feel that we're actually being authentic and communicating in a way that outside of decision making, we are comfortable with the things we're putting out in the world again in those same places uh and also uh, we have to involve this too but the perception of of how you're viewed online because for a lot of people that really weighs on them and you know it's it's more of a part of our world than it ever has been so it's important to understand that that is a factor but also understand how to deal with it so let's take it right from the top here number one when we're taking a look at how we make decisions that involve other people. So when making these decisions, this brings us back to those earlier questions. Trying to predict the future can take up a lot of mental bandwidth. I know for myself, a lot of times if I have, and I'm going to use work as an example for this because I feel like it's an easy and clear example. Let's say I have, uh, again, I work in the real estate field, so I have to deliver some news to people that isn't great news. We've all been in that position, you know, whether it's personal life or just, you know, <laughs> and it might be something as small as just, you know, making too many plans. You, you constantly overbook yourself and you're never taking any personal time because you always feel like you have to say yes to everybody and every single thing that you do. Uh, a million different examples of this, but the idea is simply making decisions that involve others and trying to predict the future of how someone will react to your decision. So instead of instead of allowing that person to have any normal set of emotions, you just automatically say yes to avoid conflict. This comes back to people pleasing. So this is making decisions that involve others is really a skill, but it's really one that's worth practicing because we're going to have to, in our lives, always interact with other people. And it's good to know that when you practice this skill, it can be something that you can improve at. You can actually see the difference in how you're doing with this. So a little exercise that I I like to try and do if I, I, feel those anxious feelings coming up and I know that I'm going to sit with a decision for way too long uh, and mentally worry about it before you know just getting it over with try and force yourself into a pattern of making decisions quickly and tactfully now I, I added tactfully to that thought because I think that it is important that you don't want to just blurt out your thoughts immediately it is okay to take a moment to reflect but give your if you're if you're a type of person that's going to stall and think about something and you know it's going to take a long a long time for you limit the amount of time that you have to think about it if you're someone who sits there for 30 minutes and and worries over a decision cut it back cut it back drastically say okay I'm going to start the clock. I'm going to write down a few things here. I'm going to give myself two minutes to gather my thoughts, and then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to send the message, whatever it is, get that out and sent so that it's so that it's progressing forward. You're making progress. Now, after you've made this quick and tactful decision, be honest with yourself. Observe the result of your decision. 
So whether it's good or bad, you're going to observe the decision that you make and know that you made it without taking too much of taking too much stress on yourself and and creating too much of a problem for yourself. If the decision you have made goes poorly, take another moment after after you know the conversation or the response to go back through that thought process in your head of what it is that you said, how the response happened to you, and physically write down and journal here. Write down what you think you could have improved to have had that conversation go a little bit better. Was it the way that you said something? Was it the way that it was delivered? Figure out exactly what went wrong in the circumstance as opposed to just getting upset with yourself. Understand what went wrong. Now, if you've taken that time to, again, we're, we're looking to better ourselves here. So if we can improve something, a, a conversation that goes awry is not, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's a, it's a step for improvement. So you're writing down exactly what happened. Be prepared that in this, in this situation where if you are in the wrong and the decision you made does not seem to have been the right decision, which we're human. We're not going to always hit 100%. You know, we're going to make mistakes. So be prepared to apologize. And, and that's really what it comes down to is if you make a mistake, be willing to admit your mistake learn from the mistake and take the time to record what you're doing. Now you're saying, okay, why the heck am I going to add all these extra steps to, to something? Isn't that going to create more stress? Well, in, in the short term, maybe there's probably going to be some anxiety that comes along with this process and it's going to feel uncomfortable. And that's just the truth of it. Usually when you're doing something that's making life in the long term easier, the short term is going to be more uncomfortable. So get a little bit uncomfortable here understand apologize if necessary if you did make the mistake and if you didn't it's okay to take that moment and write something down too and still learn that you're moving forward now why you do this is because in a situation where you're dealing with making decisions that involve others you want to be able to put yourself in a spot where after you're learning from these different situations and you're really taking the time to record and a small moment of analysis to understand how the situation played out as opposed to trying to predict a situation, take the time on the back end and learn. Now, in future conversations, you're going to have this experience where you took the time and you've learned. Do this you know, over until you feel comfortable making decisions in a quicker manner where you've got all this prior practice. Now you've developed a skill. You've turned it from something that was a what could feel like a traumatic process to an actual skill and saying, okay, I'm someone who knows how to deal with people better. Now, the more you learn, the less anxiety and the less unsure you're going to feel when making decisions. Now, a, a quick side note to remember, when making a quick decision, you do not and cannot get to decide how someone will react to you. Many times, the reaction you might receive may be as bad as what you may not be as bad as what you concocted in your head. So try to approach decisions involving others from a place of compassion. Really know that in the moment you'll help them deal with whatever, whatever information you just had and you're dealing with. So just like you might be feeling you know, nervous about it, you're going to help them through it. So when you approach situations that are difficult where you're making decisions that involve other people, and you want to be authentic to yourself, approach from a place of compassion, 
understand that whatever the response they have is likely a normal response. Now, there are always outliers to this, so if there is an abnormal response, it's it is acceptable to remove yourself from that situation until you can have, again, a normal conversation. No matter what that circumstance is, though, when approached from a place of compassion, you're going to make it a lot easier on yourself knowing that you did the right thing you, and you took the time to make sure that the situation was cared for. Now, in learning from it, you're taking an even further step to make sure that you're progressing in a better way. That way, you've created a positive reward system for making faster decisions, and you can eliminate stress in your own life. Sounds easy, right? Now, <laughs> the, the, the real trick comes into putting this into practice. And for, for those like myself that, are, that do struggle with being authentic in the decisions you make, and again, the tendency is to want to lean into people-pleasing in most situations like this, where you might want to just try and give an answer or do something that makes others happy. By doing this, it may be harder in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to feel so much better. Now, the second part to being authentic to yourself when making decisions on your own. So this is a little bit more challenging sometimes. I know for me personally, the the first part of this is something that can be anxiety-inducing, but the second part of this is where I have a, a much deeper struggle with making decisions on your own. Things that, again... Now you're not weighing the pros and cons of how it affects you versus how it affects them. This is just all you. You're on your own here. So this could be an, a decision that is, again, personal life, work life, relationships, um, social life, whatever it might be. There's a million different examples we're talking in the most general sense, making decisions on your own. These are things that are really, you know, there's there will always be effects outside of you, but this is more internal work, things that you're focusing on yourself. So this can really be challenging because no matter whose input you get. Now, when you're making personal decisions, a lot of times the instinct is to talk it over with someone else. Again, these are personal decisions. So no matter whose, uh, no matter whose input you get, the decision, it has to be yours. And it's ultimately your life that it's going to affect. So if you feel you need to gain outside validation and a decision that solely affects in a decision that solely affects your life, again, you have to ask yourself why. In this circumstance, if you really are going to be honest with yourself, the reason you want outside validation is simply a safety net. And I mean this with the mo in the most loving way possible, but if we're seeking outside validation for our personal life decisions, number one, it's okay in looking for education. It's okay to look for wisdom. But if you are just constantly seeking approval from others to validate what it is that you've in some way already decided that you might want to do, but you're hesitant to move forward because you need to hear it from someone else first, you're not seeking validation at that point. I mean, excuse me, you are seeking validation at that point. And the reason why you're seeking that validation is to give you that safety net. So you feel that if things go wrong and the decision you've made is wrong, you're not in that wrong decision alone. Now, it might not feel like that on the surface, but if you look deep down, there's something in you that's holding you back a little bit from taking personal responsibility in this circumstance. And this is something I didn't want to admit to myself because I, I always thought I was very responsible. I take 
you know, I take things on myself from the above point. I even take other people's problems on. So in, in kind of a, calling myself out here, I realized, well, maybe if I'm always looking for validation from others and progressing my life forward in a decision I've, I've really mostly made in, in most circumstances, am I, am I doing this for me? No, I'm, I'm doing this to try and protect myself. I'm trying to I'm trying to have some some other blame that can be carried. And again, I still feel like I, it's hard for me to admit that. But saying it out loud, I know that it's it's really a, a reality of that cir- of that circumstance. So consider this: What if instead excuse me, consider this: What if instead of planning for the worst things, plan if things went right? What if those who heard your choices found out you proved everyone wrong? So how good would that feel? You're, you're dealing with this inner work, this really hard decision, and you've got people that are doubting you, whether it's, you know, again, a career change or, you know, so- something in your personal life that you feel is really going to be in your best interest that you need to be uh, getting out more, you need to be traveling more, or maybe you need to be working a little less or a little more, whatever that decision is. But others feel that that's not the right thing for you, and you're getting all these outside inputs. How good does it feel when you finally have committed to that decision, and you feel like you're moving in the right path, and you know it was you, it was all you. This was, you know, some 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 pride here that you get to take in making that good decision. What if that happens? What if the decision you made leads you to a more happy and fulfilled version of yourself because you took ownership to follow a path in what you believed in? How does that make you feel? Because I know some of the decisions I've personally made where other people didn't feel it was the right call and I ended up being able to walk away feeling like I I really improved myself by doing this, that is deeply, deeply rewarding. And, and I would challenge everyone to find something that you really care about and, and pursue it. And it doesn't have to be life-altering, but if it's something that really means a lot to you, don't just allow things to escape your life because other people don't think it's the right fit for you. I mean, again, we've got so many different opinions in this world that it's not possible to consider them all. So take a little bit of personal responsibility, soul search a bit here, find the things that you care about, dig deep, and really make sure that you pursue those things. Now, many times we negatively reinforce making decisions, again, these are personal decisions, that could better our lives. This can come from a lot of different places and can happen for many reasons. For today, what matters is recognizing it and getting out of your own way. So imagine that change that you want working out. It really can, but it requires you to commit to it. If you cannot believe in you, then you make it very hard for others to believe in you. I'm going to repeat that one more time. If you cannot believe in you, then you will make it very hard for others to believe in you. So this comes in that self-confidence. And again, in finding that authentic version of yourself that you want to portray to the world, it becomes easier to reflect it when you've, when you've become more concrete in your decision-making so you know exactly who that person is. Now, in closing on this point in- involving personal decisions, it can seem overwhelming to radically change your mindset into this improved version of yourself. So 
just know that the change isn't as big as you think. You already have everything you need to do it. Just commit to your decisions. Life will always keep moving. Don't be afraid to move with it. And as the saying goes, it's better to have tried and failed than never to have tried at all. So get out there. And again, when you're making these personal decisions, know that what you're thinking is worth the jump. It's worth the trial. And if that ends up not working, that's perfectly okay too. Because as we talked about earlier, we're putting ourselves in a better position where we're here to learn from mistakes. And in falling forward, you will keep progressing. It's okay to make the mistakes. What what can be really, really taxing is to not take the chance because then you're always wondering what if. So moving forward to authenticity, which is kind of the closing point of today's talk. And this really is, you know, after we're working on our personal decision-making skills, we're working on our social decision-making skills. The other and last part to this puzzle is finding that authentic version of yourself. Do you ever feel personally like you're just walking around on eggshells and uh, around everyone? So not to disturb anyone else's life. This one is so, so personal for me. So it's a definite sign of people pleasing again here. It's, it's hard to cycle. It's a hard cycle to escape for people that are inclined to people pleasing others. It can feel like it should be the right thing to do. And that's the part that it was always really challenging because I feel like I, I'm, I want to make others life better. I, I really do want to help people. And for so long, I was so, so willing to sacrifice my own personal happiness, my own personal well-being and create a lot more problems in my life to help avoid problems for others. And today still, this is something that I, I have to check myself on very frequently because it's it, it's a thing that's hard to break. I have that tendency that I truly do mean and, and want the best for people. So I have to watch that I do not overstep my own personal boundaries to the point where I am not caring for myself and eventually when you go too far down that path, you will burn yourself out and you won't be able to provide the, the care and help to others that you want if you're not taking care of home first. So that being said, when you have to push to the point in which you will always choose to inconvenience and make your personal life more difficult to avoid the conflict of possibly upsetting anyone else, it can be a huge problem. So what does it have to do with authenticity? When you're working to be the most authentic version of yourself, you must accept the fact that not everyone will like will like you or like the decisions that you make. And that's okay. So this doesn't have to make you a bad person. And truly, you do deserve to have good things in your life and make decisions that are good for you. Everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves that. And you deserve it too. So the funny thing is the more you do this and the better you feel about yourself, the better and more capable you become to help others. So know deep down what you're doing isn't selfish. What you're doing truly, truly is going to help more people in the long run by you taking care of home first. So you've got to get that working and understand that by taking care of yourself, you will become more capable of caring for others. This feeling of trying to be authentic 
shows and work relationships and even again into the social media world. So I'm going to talk about all these points real quick. And number one, we'll just start with with social because I think that this is something that's that's newer in life and especially for for I imagine younger people and and people of, you know, the millennial generation having this huge huge part of their life be social media. I know so much of what people can get caught up in is how they're perceived by others. And it can be taxing to to always be, you know, if you're a business owner, selling yourself to people constantly. And, you know, you, you only portray the parts of your personal life that that are really going to make your brand. And, you know, people aren't brands. So we, we have to take a closer look at what what we're doing, what our purpose is. And, and I would recommend for, for this particular, for this particular work, y- you need to, again, if you're being authentic with yourself, find and separate yourself from your business or your work or whatever it is. These don't have to be the exact same thing because again, you, you are not, you are not your work. You are a combination of all of the things in your life. So, there there are obviously social standards that need to be followed in any type of situation you should still be able to have time to display and portray the things that you want to portray so consider separating if you have you know if social media is part of your work separating your personal and your work a little bit more have something that you use as part of your work and use only at work and have something that you separate which is just your personal life and it's okay when those things cross a little bit. That being said, you need to make sure that you're not completely identifying yourself with your work unless it's something that you do feel very, very strongly about where you you are okay with that being part of your identity. For me, I know that there, I feel like there's a lot more to me as a person than just a job. So it's important to me that I separate those things because some of my biggest passions and and real you know loves in life aren't necessarily my work i feel i'm very competent and very good at my work that being said again i don't think that it is all of what i do so for me in being authentic to myself it's very important that i do separate those things and you've got to find what works for you and this again takes a little bit of soul searching because you got to dig down and find out, you know, what is that authentic version of yourself? What are the things that you care and love? And are you sharing with the, those with people? Because in sharing those, um, a, a good friend of mine always says the things that you do and post, especially in social media, are going to attract more of it. So you need to be willing to understand what it is that you're going to attract. And if you put out things that you love and care about, you can bring more of that into your life. And I guess that's that's what my main point is with social and, and being authentic is make sure that you understand that you can bring in and attract things that you care about by sharing those with people. So that that's all I have for, for that point there. Now, in, in work and relationships, this is, again, kind of a similar idea. In being authentic, now, if we'll start with this. If in your work you you feel that you're completely drained, burned out and selling, you know, your time essentially for something that you don't believe in and don't feel that you, that, that takes energy away from you in a, in a, in a huge way, 
it's worth considering if that's something that you want to continue doing. And the answer might be yes, if the benefit outweighs the consequences enough, or you feel that, okay, let's use income as the example, that your income is great enough that you're able to still take plenty of time to pursue all the things that you are passionate and care about in life. If that's the case and you feel that you can do both and you've got a good balance there, knock it out, go for it. But if it is burning you to the point where you feel what you're doing is not healthy for your life, you need to reconsider, you know, is the work that you're doing not allowing you to be as authentic as, as authentic of the person that you want to be? Are you, are you doing something that really isn't allowing you to be the person that you want to be? And since we're, I mean, we're in a, in a place where we have a ton of opportunity and honestly so much more than, than we even realize because we program ourselves with all these thoughts that, you know, what if, or, can we really do this? Yes, yes, you can. And it's so, so possible. And I'm, I'm here to, to one, speak it in, into, into the world. And two, if I can help anyone do it, I, I certainly will. So always, always feel free to reach out. And if we can help get you in a place with your work and life and, and get you to a spot where you're doing more of what you love, that is one of my greatest personal passions in life. So be authentic with it, evaluate your circumstance. And this is okay to, to talk to some people about, but understand that th this decision will be your own and it has to be one that is both right for you, your family, and um, where you're going in your future. So relationships. Now, this is the last part, and this can be a really hard one. Uh, for me personally, I, I know that authenticity in relationships means so, so much. If you feel like you're constantly hiding and not being yourself, you really need to sit down and have a conversation because relationships though we make them feel very very permanent they're they're ne not necessarily that they're fluid they're changing and there's something that w people grow and sometimes people grow closer together and sometimes people grow apart or laterally and there's a ton of different ways that you can move through a relationship what's important is being authentic in that relationship because constant hiding of what it is that you care about what it is that you love will only typically lead you further apart. So this is, again, most of what being authentic is, is taking the time to really face the things that you might be afraid of in life, things that seem challenging, and really coming at them head on in a way that is, again, coming from a place of compassion, but understanding that you have to be true to things that you care about to best serve your highest and best purpose in life. So relationships fall right into that as well, whether it's friendships or uh, your relationship with a partner, making sure that you talk and be open and communicate. And again, this isn't a place for super rash decisions in, in, these, in these type of circumstances. These are things that you want to consider and think about a little bit more as opposed to following su the, the super quick decision-making method that we were talking about. That's, that's more suited towards uh, smaller issues. When we're talking about big, bigger life-changing issues, this is something where we want to take a little bit of time and and mostly take a, a lot of care and approach it from a place with compassion. So hopefully this talk today is leading everyone towards, uh, towards a path of being their more authentic self. I'm so happy I got to sit here and talk with you about it today. Again, this is Jake with Finding Self. You can find me on Instagram at Finding Self with Jake. And we're going to have more episodes coming out for you. There should be two a week moving forward. So I am looking forward to talking to you guys. Feel free to reach out online and we'll talk soon.
Take care.